0: Praise Lord, for Thy great plan that we thy dwelling place may be.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the Gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published, as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. To the assembled nation of Israel preparing to cross over the Jordan River and enter Canaan, Moses had this to say, Hear, O Israel, you are about to cross over the Jordan this day in order to enter in and dispossess nations greater and mightier than you, cities that are big and fortified up to heaven. Know therefore today that Jehovah your God is the one crossing over before you as a consuming fire. It is he who will subdue them before you so that you may dispossess them and destroy them quickly as Jehovah has said to you. Surely these words must have filled the people with hope and expectation, but Moses also brought their earlier failures to remembrance. Remember, do not forget that you made Jehovah your God furious in the wilderness. From the day that you came forth from the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against Jehovah. Ron Kangas has joined us today as we see Moses once again preparing this new generation to overcome, enter, and possess the land. Welcome back, Ron.
2: Thank you for having me
1: back to fellowship on this particular matter.
2: And as you were sharing the introductory word, I had an impression concerning our burden in carrying out this ministry. On the one hand, admittedly, we do bring forth some fresh and and I say sincerely even deeper mm-hmm. understandings of the truth in the word. On the other hand, we also reaffirm so many basic things, of course, still in the context of God's economy. And I'm impressed with some of these basic matters in the context of God's economy in this message, as we'll see, the rebelliousness of God's people, uh, Jehovah being a consuming fire, the younger generation not regarding itself as better Than the previous rebellious generation, the matter of loving God and serving Him and walking in His ways. These are all precious and fresh, and we need not only reminders, we need enlightenment concerning various aspects of God we may tend to minimize or neglect, and concerning our responsibility to Him in carrying out God's economy.
1: Well, Ron, this passage that I read comes from chapter 9, and that's really the focus of our message today. And This verse says, Now, O Israel, what does Jehovah your God ask of you except that you fear Jehovah your God so that you would walk in all his ways and love him and serve Jehovah your God with all your heart and with all your soul? This is a basic thing, as you pointed out, Ron. But as Christians, we like to talk a lot about God being the God of love, and how loving he is, which is certainly true. But it's also important to remind ourselves, and even to remind our children, that our God is a God that should be, and is to be feared, isn't it?
2: This is the beginning of wisdom, as the Bible says. And in American culture today, it's very easy to focus on ourselves, and our need, and the kind of God we want. There was a book out, and it was about the God you are looking for. As if the seekers, as they're called, in the world are looking for a God. But the Bible doesn't reveal the God that we hope to find, the God that matches our concept. The Bible reveals God as he is in his own right. And we need to define ourselves in relation to him rather than the opposite, defining him in relation to us.
1: Uh
2: Emphatically, we believe, according to the scriptures, God is love, and God is merciful, and God is gracious, and God is forbearing. Where would we be if our God did not possess these attributes? But we need to be reminded that God is God— he is the supreme authority and sovereign in the universe. He is the God of heaven and earth. And as such, he should be reverently feared by his people. And I fear whenever I see in anyone, especially the young, an appreciation for God's kindness, his favor, his love, his grace, but an almost total disregard of God in his sovereignty, in his government, in his holiness, in his majesty, in his awesomeness. And such a God is consuming fire, and we need to fear him reverently, realizing that we know who he is, and we know what we are, and at best, we are nothing. And we need such a holy fear of God to govern us, guide us, restrict us, and limit us in our whole
0: life.
1: Hmm. I think this is a good uh, backdrop for what we're about to hear. Let's join Witness Lee.
0: Let me read to you, verse 12. And now, O Israel, what does the your God ask of you? Except that you fear Jehovah, your God, so that you would walk in all his ways and love him and serve Jehovah, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. You have to fear God. You have to fear him. This is what God asks of you. What does Jehovah, your God, ask of you except that you fear Jehovah, your God? To fear I tell you, today, I'm living in this country. It seems to me some young generations, they don't have any fear. No fear of the parents. No fear of the school authority. No fear of the police station. No fear of the government. No fear of anything, anyone. They say, we are free. This is the country of freedom. Is this good or not? This is terrible. This is terrible. This is the source of all kinds of lawlessness. But the first one that we need to fear is God. We have to fear Him. Whatever we say, whatever we think, wherever we go, we have to have a fear toward Him. He knows. He has eye to observe. He knows. You will eat what you sow you will eat the fruit of your harvest. So learn, today, according to God, divine ordination. We have the government, we have the parents, we have the authorities, and we have the church. You so see, we must have the proper fear to our God.
1: Ron, his word here was spoken, uh, I believe in 1990, The situation among the young generation in our society is probably worse by far even than it was when he was speaking these words. This is uh, an important point and an important word for ourselves and also for our children and the younger generation, isn't it?
2: It is, and we hope that the younger ones would have the grace to realize that when Moses was speaking as an elderly person to a new generation, And as we, surely not as elderly as Moses since he was 120, when we are speaking to the newer ones and the younger ones, this is not a matter of just a natural gap in generations. The older ones drawing upon their experience, preaching to the younger ones, giving lectures to the younger ones. It's not in that kind of spirit Nevertheless, it's a fact that the world is lawless, and there is in the worldly culture just an utter disregard for God, for any authority, a turning up of the nose to the authority in government or in the family. It's so easy for people to feel their victims to blame their parents. Always the issue is someone in authority. And we're not giving a message on obedience to authority in this broadcast, but we are trying to point out that to fear God is to recognize he is the Lord of all. He is the ruler. It's to recognize there is one who has authority over us. We're accountable to him. And the young people, for their preservation... Need such a word regarding God and all those who represent God, even if it's only in standing or in position in their lives. That if we fear God as the Lord of all, as the sovereign in the universe, then we will have a proper respect for teachers, for law enforcement, for the government, for our elders, for our parents. And, of course, in the church for the leadership in the church. But if anyone who throws off the fear of God is following the pathway of lawlessness to eternal destruction, it's critical that we realize God is God. And as God, he is the Lord of all, and all will give an account to him His eyes are always upon us. He knows who we are, where we are, what we're doing. We don't say this to terrify anyone, but to awaken everyone to the awesome reality of God in his Godhead. We need to know him and revere him as such.
1: I was uh, considering listening uh, to this portion And where we're headed now in the program, I appreciate very much how Witness Lee constructed this message and how uh, Moses uttered these words to the children of Israel. Because this matter of the fear of God really is our foundation and our beginning today. And now we want to progress, not leaving it behind, but from it to the next part of verse 12 and the next part of our message today, which is that you would walk in all his ways if we fear him we will earnestly seek and desire to walk in all his ways. And that brings us to John 14, where Jesus said to him, I am the way and the reality and the life. Let's join Witness Lee.
0: When you fear God, you walk in all his ways. Let me check with you. What are the ways of God? Even the word all is used here. What are the ways of God? It's not so easy for you to tell me. You must know, whatever God is, is a way to us. He is love. That's a way in which we should walk. We should walk in what? In love. He's holy. So holiness is a way. We should walk in holiness. He loves sojourners. He loves foreigners. What he does should be a way to us. He does that, we should also do that. To do that is just to take his way. Jesus is the way. When he came, he told us, he is the way. God himself is the way. Whatever he is, is a way. Jesus is the way. When we take him as our way, we leave him. We leave him just as what he is. He is humble, we live in the way of humility. That's Jesus' way. He is all the time taking the cross. So we have always to walk the way in the cross. That is to take Jesus as our way. And that means we live Christ. And to live Christ is to express Him, to manifest Him, even to magnify Him. So we walk in God's ways. In the New Jerusalem, which is revealed clearly in Revelation chapter 22. You know, there's only one street, and that street is within the flow of the river of the living water that proceeds out of the trunk of God, that means out of God himself. God is flowing out as our life and as our street as well. God is our way, just as God is our life. We take God as our life. His life is the way. So this means, when to fear God, we have to walk in whatever He is. In the way, whatever He does, whatever He acts, whatever He behaves, this is to walk in God's way.
1: Ron, if we have a, a proper, healthy fear of God, there will be spontaneously a desire in us to walk in His ways. Uh, God's ways may seem a bit abstract or nebulous to us, but the New Testament gives us some real help here, doesn't it?
2: John fourteen six gives us remarkable help. The way is God himself. The Lord Jesus, the embodiment of God, the very God in the flesh, said, I, the Son of God, God himself, am the way. That means the person of God, in general terms, is the way. And whatever God is should be a way to us. So you have the example in Deuteronomy of God caring for the sojourners. Right. Because God's people were sojourners. But this reveals he's a God of love. Well, he is love. So, what he is as love becomes one of his ways with us. So, for us to walk in God's ways is to walk in what he is. So, he is love, this love is a way. God is no respecter of persons, he has no prejudice. This should become a way to us. God is righteous in all that he does. This should become a way to us. God is long-suffering. God is merciful. These also should be ways to us. Chris, I find this marvelously enlightening Mm -hmm. that to walk in God's ways is to walk in what he is, and that is actually to live God, to be one with him, to live him out from within us. He is in us since we've been born of him and are his children, and to express him, to exhibit him, and to manifest him. This is to walk in his ways, walking in what he is, living what he is, and expressing what he is.
1: Ron, uh, we mentioned early on today that verse 12 was really our focus, and we're following the progression that this verse gives us as we continue now into our final portion. Uh, It begins, of course, with Jehovah asks us that we fear him and that we would walk in his ways and now love him and serve him with all our heart and with all our soul. This is a marvelous conclusion to a good word today. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
0: Then we have to love him. My, this word love implies a lot. To love him. He has set up an example when he loved the fathers of Israel. He set his affection on them. To love God, you have to set your affection, not just your heart, you see. The affection is more tender than the heart. You may have a heart for God, but still your affection is not set on him. We have to love our God just like a young man loving his fancy, right? That's the right way. That is a good illustration. Yeah. To set your affection on God, that you love him, and serve Jehovah, your God, with all your heart. You have to realize the heart is just linked with the spirit. The heart has a part, that the conscience, which is of the spirit. So the heart is linked with the spirit and with all your soul. And this means you have to love God with your heart, your spirit, and your soul. Let me speak a little truth to you. The biblical, God-ordained way for the preaching of the gospel, you have to go. You just cannot sit home. You have to go. The preaching ministry of the gospel is the priesthood. I say priest, you know, according to the Old Testament, every day you have to offer. Every day you have to offer sacrifices to God. And this means every day we have to get sinners saved to become our sacrifice that we may offer to God. Because we are the priests of the gospel of God. Romans 15, 16 tells us this. We are not just preachers. We are priests. This is your living. Offering sacrifice to God is not a work of the priest. It's a living. The priests live this way. So today we have to preach the gospel in this way. In what way? In a daily life way. What the thing that pleases God the most today? Gospel preaching. Gospel preaching to bring sinners to the church, to bring them back to the Father's house. This is the most pleasing thing to God.
1: Ron, I've remarked a couple of times today about this progression. I think it's marvelous how we began with the fear of God and walking in His ways and the love that that stirs up resulting in, as he pointed out, the need for us to set our affections on Him as a young man does uh, toward his fiance, And that leads us. That's the motivation for our serving Him, even in the gospel and in uh, all of the aspects of service. This progression is uh, very healthy and really valuable, isn't it? This is the progression
2: as revealed in this chapter to fear the Lord, to walk in his ways, to love him, and to serve him with love as the motive. And I especially appreciate uh, the use of the word affection. Yes. Of course, by Moses in Deuteronomy, and then our brother Lee uh, emphasized this. Uh, We need a love with affection toward God. This implies a tenderness, uh, an intimacy, a sweet enjoyment. This is the way he loves us. Mm. And according to the principle, we can only love God with the love with which God loves us. He loves us with affection This begets or engenders in us a love with affection. I really appreciate this. Then this kind of love with affection becomes the motive, and I would say it's the only legitimate motive for serving him. So we fear, we walk, we love, and we serve.
1: It seems in our experience there have been times when we maybe have jumped from Step one, the fear of God, to trying to serve him out of that fear. The fear has to be the basis for what follows, but boy, we sure need these steps in between walking in him and this affectionate love, don't we, if our service is going to be anything genuine.
2: We do not want to serve God out of fear. God does not want us to serve him out of fear. Of course, the element of the holy fear is always there. We are serving God. But the serving depends on the love with affection, the love with affection depends upon walking in God's ways, which is walking in God, which is living God, and that depends upon our fearing God. So we fear, we walk, we love, and we serve our wonderful, eternal, glorious God.
1: Ron, always enjoy our time together. Uh, We get uh, nourished and we also receive enlightenment, it seems. So I look forward to your next visit.
2: We thank the Lord for his gracious visitation to us and his blessing on his word and on his name, which we uphold before the whole world and especially before God's people.
1: These printed Life Study messages in this Life Study of Deuteronomy are marvelous I would recommend as I uh, typically do uh, if you have opportunity we would love to get this volume in your hands these are marvelous treasures that unlock and unveil Christ in a tremendous way in this Old Testament book Uh, let me leave you with our toll free number it's 1-888-543-3788 or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry Post Office Box 2121 Anaheim California 92814 for Ron Kangas I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find out more about Witness Lee, these life study messages, or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, life study Thanks for listening today.